Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Do you know what also, Tom, we haven't discussed? Oh, yeah. This is part two, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You sh- we should change our whole personas for... Oh yeah, like you did, Francis. At all yeah. the schools you went yeah. to. I'm going to be a nerd in this one. <laughs> yeah. I was a legend in the last one. Be, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What is it? a legend? Is just somebody who's just uh, themselves, basically. I thought it was the edge of a legend of a window. Was what? Wow. Oh my god! I thought, do you know why? Do you know why a um, a oh, why a a fireplace? It's what's oh, yeah. a fireplace called? It's called a, um, a mantle. Mantle. Do you know why it's called a mantle? No. Mantle shelf. It's it's because something to do with the fact that a bird. When, oh. a, when a bird is protecting its young, it does something like it does it's shaped like that, and, oh. it's, like that, and it's called mantling. Oh, and, the, okay. and then Henry VIII or someone like that said he wanted it in shape of a bird mantling, and that's why it's called a mantelpiece. A mantelpiece. Yeah, something like that. Ooh. Or maybe, it's, it's, yeah, hmm, interesting. Hello everyone, Hello. welcome back to Private Parts, Tom oh. Allen is still here. Tom Allen said that's why we're discussing fire surrounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're very youthful. I imagine the people who listen to this are very young no, and no, trendy. We're, no, weirdly not, we have all ages. Do we you? have an average, oh, age of, nice. average age of about 75. That's great, yeah. is that a median average? Hey, median average. Yeah, yeah. oh great. Right Tom, so, I'm going to read you my diary. Oh, you. is it that time already? Uh, it's that time where I read you my Do diary. Do you both read your diary? Yeah. Get ready for it. Okay, great, can't wait. <laughs> Monday. I've had one of those Mondays that don't start off too well. I think that's because I of the weekend. IBS, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do have IBS. I haven't had a solid poo for about four years. Honestly. Really, Jamie? Yeah, you should I, see a doctor about that. Yeah, have you not seen somebody? I, no, and also, I, actually, you know, this is a lie. This is like as recently I had another one. <laughs> <laughs> what is, is if any of this is true? <laughs> But I had I I did have a solid poo. This is quite graphic. But I had one of those poos that that it's is very unlike you to mm, say graphic. Yeah, that, that is that is that was incredibly large. And so I, I have I have now my anal fissure is fissure is back. Anal fissure. <laughs> anal fissure. <laughs> I cut my bum hole. So now every time I go to take a poo, it's quite troubling because I know that it's gonna. Jamie, the life you live. <laughs> <laughs> Should have written this what, in my diary. That, I mean, I assume this was part of the diary. <laughs> no, it's not. It gets better. Diarrhea, they could call it. Yeah. Di- <laughs> oh, there we go. That was funny, but a wordplay. <laughs> Disgusting as well. <clears throat> I did the double header, which I haven't done in ages. The double header isn't what it sounds literally like a double header. I don't even know what, what that would in look like. In football, how do you do that? I know, that's what I don't even know what it looks like. <clears throat> but instead it means I went on a Friday night and Saturday night. Oh. Both for friends' birthdays. But this meant that my body paid for it on the Monday morning. Oh. The last <laughs> memory I have of Saturday night is a friend of mine flying his brand new drone outside the streets of Notting Hill and my other friend trying to grab it <laughs> and not realising it had basically a mini helicopter which therefore sliced his middle finger uh, over ow the, the drone was flying oh. and, and it was flying and he thought it was flying and went to grab it and oh it was god like, it was like a movie a warning a warning to all of it us it was like a movie it and blood went spat oh god did like, you get blood on you all over my white shirt it was like it's oh. like some Oh. I was like, oh my god, what happened? Like, blood went everywhere. Imagine, oh, that sounds like it hurt. That, yeah. Does that mean you could chop what? someone's head off with a drone? No, no, you what could I definitely did. damage them. Yeah. yeah. But also, I remember my friend, my friend Will at school, he, uh, yeah, my friend Will at school, 
We did Prince some, William. <laughs> my friend Prince William in school. <laughs> what school did you go to, Jamie? Bradley College. Oh, Secretarial College. <laughs> <laughs> No, he can't read or no, file. I no, I went, for, I went to Quest later. And no, it basically, he had, we had a fan. We had a fan that was going round, and we were putting our hands in the front of it. And, oh. and he went, and we went, oh, I'll put it in the back of it. And he put oh. his thumb in the back oh. of it. And it sliced pretty much. Yeah. Ow. It sliced oh. his thumb pretty much off. I mean, yeah. Anyway, that was it. <clears throat> I actually tried, uh, he actually tried to grab the drone while it flew in the air. My white, not so crisp, crisp shirt at that time of the night was spattered with blood that ended my night. Oh. <laughs> Soak it in a bad cup of soda. <laughs> Tuesday. It's a good diary so far, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love Monday's entry. After my eventful Monday sleepiness, it had slightly worn off today, but I still hadn't managed to go to the gym. Now, I know why Oliver Proudluck, yeah babies, every morning in the gym, le- shouts leg day and hops into a plunge ball saying, here goes. It might fill us with rage and hate, but it, especially when he's now added in the sun is shining, but it actually makes you feel so much better mentally and physically. It's so true with like training. Do you not feel that it makes you mm, feel... It makes you feel great. Who is the person you just mentioned there? Oliver Proudlock from Main Chelsea. You probably don't know him. No, I don't. You've never come across him? No. He does this thing. He has this like catchphrase where he constantly shouts on Instagram that annoys everyone. How much does it annoy you, Francis? Uh, but I just don't watch his Instagram stories anymore as a result. No, yeah. I do. I do. I do occasionally. But uh, yeah, it's pretty annoying. It's... It, 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 I guess it's kind of like funny in how annoying it is. But that's the extent to well, which it's funny. So he just he says, shouts like these things. He thinks that doing a catchphrase is like... To, to, the, to the point where he then had like a dinner with uh, Jack Whitehall and he said to him, Jack, I, do you know what you need? I think you need a catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> wow, great advice. Did, ja- did Jack yeah. take him up I don't that? think Jack took what him was up the, it. What was the suggested catchphrase <laughs> that Jack, was, Jack I, was Jack in the market for some advice from yeah, Proudlock? So. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to the gym and at the mature age of 30 I feel that exercise is a must to keep the mm, weight off it really is true. it really is before I could eat anything and I wouldn't put weight on I've now I've done that mm. for years my body and stomach is now accustomed to eating the way I want but it's now suddenly without warning fucked me and changed me well, I, Ooh, I don't remember Sam Peeps <laughs> putting things like that in his diary why does it give <laughs> you any I thought that was your uh, Friday and Saturday night diary <laughs> why does it give you any warning it suddenly becomes lazy and decides to not burn calories as fast I actually think I've become harder working but my body then decides to become less hardworking. Maybe I need to start shouting yeah baby every day to exercise. Oh, lovely. But lovely. do you know what I mean? When you turn like 30, your, your body yeah. seems to just... because I was exactly the same. I don't know if you were like this, Francis. Yeah. I was always told, well, you're lucky you can eat whatever you like. And, and then, then suddenly, you don't get a letter in the post to say, oh, the terms have now changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but the way that no, do, no, but actually, that, so uh, for a while then I, I gained quite a lot of weight because I just continued eating how I did when I was exercising. Yeah, late, every day. late like, 20s, you know, I really I rode competitively on. and I ate a lot of calories. But then I discovered because oh, you, you were building your muscle, you, you had to like when I rode, I ate, a, I ate, a sh- I went, rode, ate, rode, 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 rode in like competitively rode. In, on a rowing boat, yeah, not yeah. rode a horse. <laughs> I rode, no, I rode a rowing boat, and I rode, rode a horse. Oh, but, you rode a horse on the rowing boat, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, and then and then like I Troy and then actually and then I discovered um, uh, my friend Max Lowry, he's like this guru in um, in intermittent fasting. Oh, uh, I thought you said intimate <laughs> intermittent <laughs> fasting. <laughs> <laughs> That's something else. Actually, very uh, quite a few religions do that. Actually. But uh, but but um, no no. His thing is called the two meal day, and he base and he and they say, I I've been doing it now for like five years, and it's oh. and, and so I don't eat until the afternoon, and then I'll stop eating at eight or nine, and then and then that will be and then I have that my worked and then, yeah, and I've, I've lost weight, and uh, yeah, and then occasionally if I'm if I feel like I've I've been eating a bit, um, you know. 
decadently i'll, I'll mm. you know fine dining and all that i'll I'll, I'll i'll go on to sort of slow ketogenic diet so I'll do, so I'll wow a ketogenic diet and then so then I, i've been able to like just regulate my body so do you not have any breakfast I don't eat breakfast, no. I have coffee I and sparkling says water. I don't eat breakfast. No, well, yeah, I, have yeah, my, I, have my, I have my breakfast later on in the day. In the afternoon? Yeah. That's yeah. not breakfast. That's, that's I, breakfast. I have breakfast for lunch. <laughs> breakfast for lunch. Breakfast lunch for, for lunch. dinner. And a shake for yeah. sleep. Yeah. And then... Yeah. That's, oh, and, it, and it works, yeah. Great, but also, Tom, the thing is, you know, you do so that's many things true. at the moment. That's you, you do the Bake Off Professionals. I do. You you have a very funny part on Extra Slice Bake Off. Oh, I have a lovely time doing that. Yeah, you were so great on that. And do you know what? You are so good. That. And we actually did Sunday brunch together, which was mm. hilarious. Mm. I saw that. That was very funny. It was oh. very funny. Um, but the, what you're so good at is you're so good at interviewing mm. people. <gasps> Am I? Yeah, you're a very good interviewer. Oh, well, I like people. Do you? Do you? There's a thing because normally when you meet people who are good interviewers and things like that, they're normally quite introverted people. They kind of keep to themselves and things like that. Oh, and I see. then when they come, they come out to people. <clears throat> they kind of like you know. They Who's your favorite interviewer? Well, I think if I had to put, I, I, I like UK Graham Norton. I yeah. think he's yeah, a great. He's, good. he's, he's, brilliant. he's yeah. brilliant. He's so good because he's very good at, at being funny, but allowing the guests to be funny and not steal their attention. You know? Yeah, That's I think. What, I think. Yeah. Um, going back to what we were saying earlier about outsiders, I think you, you, maybe I don't couldn't speak for Graham Norton, but I wonder if it's something to do with a lot of gay people are often chat show hosts. Yeah, you might Alan notice, Carr, yeah. And, and Paul O'Grady, um, and, and there's other examples too. But um, I think that uh, there's something about trying to want, want to find a connection with with yeah. somebody. But you, but you, but you like people, right? So do you, yeah. you find people interesting? Uh, yeah, very much so. And it's always about the quirks. I'm not really interested in the big story. Like People always often ask questions in interviews where they're like, so... Um, what's the you know what's the biggest thing that's happened to you and you go well, I don't know if anybody really cares <laughs> yeah. about that like I'd much rather know about what somebody's favourite biscuit is mm. I'm saying that as I look at you because I don't have a connection to biscuit <laughs> but um, the uh, you know what someone you know where did you get your jumper from I yeah. think reveals much more about a person and can lead into more of an interesting yeah. story than like so what was the moment when you decided to become Michael Caine yeah, yeah but that's so true and that's the whole point that's why we started this podcast is because we were France and I both were so interested in people and I feel like now with the big shows and they're so contrived you have like a research call beforehand they do the oh, questions yeah, yeah. and things like that which i think is ruins the kind of like sort of beauty of interviews well i never enjoy when there's too many cards involved i always yeah. think that's like when when you have to go because you can see people just going down a list of cards it's like well don't worry well, do, you about you want, do you want to like i we always get these things but i never really read them i just kind of li- like you know i uh, i like to <laughs> find out to impress from, Tom. He's trying to impress you. after i just oh, said that look at this yeah give it uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Jamie ripped it in a way that still allowed all the print to stay in place. <laughs> but it, it's, it's true, right? But also, you do this amazing thing. So on ex- He's going to run out of stuff to ask now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no. what do we have now? But it's true. Exercise, you do this amazing thing. Do so, I? Yeah, what do I you do? do? Where you have your, I suppose, your monologue. Oh. You have you come on stage or into it's not really a stage is it it's a floor you come onto the floor <laughs> a table. It's, a it's a table and you do your monologue and you you do a monologue about this week's bakes and things like that but you do it completely off the cuff pretty much or what it seems like off the cuff but obviously you've rehearsed it before and gone into it but that's a weekly kind of monologue yeah so prepare what to say there and um, 
And then, uh, I mean, it's just a lovely, it's a lovely program to work on because everybody who works on it is so nice. And Joe Brown, who is the, whose program it is, is so generous to me to allow me to come onto it. And it's just sort of nice. I can sit there and sort of go through my thoughts on the, mm. on the program this week and it can go in any direction. Um, and then I have fun where I kind of go around and talk to people in the audience who are quite up for me basically slagging them off. Mm. But um, they seem to they be don't down care. for that. They, they don't seem to be okay with that. Yeah. You can just they go love forward it. with it. And I, I do actually love the people that come in and do it. So, yeah, I just, and I think like Bake Off, like any program is just, a way to meet people and like you see people on a journey you see people like trying their best against the odds and I think that's what people love about them and so you're learning you're learning about the people and analyzing the people in it please don't go anywhere because we'll be back in just one second hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Whew, there we go. Now let's get back into it. But what do you prefer more when you, mm. so you, what do you prefer being on television or being on the stage and doing that kind of thing? Because it's a oh. completely different kind of like excitement, right? I like both. I think there's, um, there's an immediacy obviously with performing live yeah. um, and that anything can happen and that's part of the excitement so of it. There's a sort of feedback loop. Yes, exactly. Whereas mm-hmm. with something like television, most of your audience is, is sat at home. But at the same time, I think you want both to sort of cross over really. Yeah. You want to sort of bring your live experience into the telly stuff to make it feel like it's live yeah because it's because we you know going on tour there's there's such a buzz that you get from the mm, audience it's lovely to meet people it is it of, is and yeah. also and also what we found out in Edinburgh which was so amazing when we did it up there we only did it for three days but it's the amazing thing that people forget because you know as an audience member right mm. you disappear at the theatre and you sit in your seat and you watch a sort of finished product just happen on stage sure. and you know, like, but what you forget is and they don't think about why would you is the whole backstory behind it and the process of getting to there and the thing I love so much about community is the hustle it's the hustle, <laughs> it is, it's the hustle and grind of having to do like bump and grind yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the hustle and grind but it is it's that hustle and grind that you have to get through in order to get to that place where you can go on stage and do the whole well, thing well there's no shortcut I mean I've been a stand up for 14 years um, and there's no shortcut in my experience maybe there's probably people who are just actually very good at it <laughs> but it's taken me 14 years but they say be, it's like a 10 year apprenticeship yeah right? Frank Skinner says you do it for 10 years and then you start to get good. Yeah. So I no, is that what he says? Yeah. yeah, and I think it's true. Yeah, mm. there's no real shock. It's just to go through all these experiences where sometimes it is like horrific. And I've talked about it before, like where you turn up at a gig, you know, and it's like braying stag parties and sailors, and I'm going like, oh, did, has anybody seen the film Amelie? <laughs> um, and you know, or talking about like something my mum said to me last week, and they like particularly when I was starting out, they were not interested yeah. in that at all, and furious that I'd come out and started to <laughs> even try and talk to them about that. But you learn as you do it more to be confident. And I, my dad's always said the world takes you at your own valuation. So if you walk out yeah. there and you're sort of a bit nervous and and you want to sort of you, you people know, won't trust people, you. To... you yeah. So in, in a lot of stand up environments, you have to be like I am confident. Mm. Um, but funnily enough, I think as I've done it more, I've tried to get back to that sort of slightly more, you know, kind of acknowledging that sometimes I'm scared or sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. I fall flat on my face because actually uh, that you'd learn to be confident in delivering that. And that's well, that, well that's the thing. I think when, when we went out on stage first time up in Edinburgh, we, oh, were, yeah. both, we were both acting confident. But then oh, by right. the end of the sort of 25... I was also day, acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he was, I was also he very, very much acting. Like an animal, acting. like <laughs> <assistant> <laughs> <MTV> at Guildhall. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. No way! <laughs> 
in, in America, though, people are much more confident naturally. I yeah. think. Have you found that? Did you find? Yeah, that I, th- I think I think people are much more confident and outgoing, and people are not afraid to just spark up a conversation with a group of strangers in a in a in no, a coffee yes, shop. Yeah, much more. But open. I think that's because in America, everyone congratulates success. Everyone wants people to succeed. Everyone wants people to. Well, do yeah, you're and, and in the UK, yeah. we don't want that. We don't like it when people are have success and doing better and things like that. We want people to kind of. You we, hate it. Just going to say you're always cutting people's ankles. I think. <laughs> But, um, but well, I think we're. I think people are scared. I think there's mm-hmm. a sense of, oh well, if somebody, if one person's successful, that means I can't. That's my that's place it, at the table. Taking when the um, American attitude is like, we'll just build more tables. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. fine. Yeah, yeah. Which is such um, a great attitude to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also the other thing is, right? Then I want to ask you this because I I get told the whole time I look like Gordon Ramsay and really? uh, yeah, and I get and I, Jimmy Savile. I get Jimmy Savile. I've never got Jimmy Savile. <laughs> I get um, Woody Harrelson. Oh yeah, I get Woody Harrison. I get Judge Rinder, but apparently you get that I as get well. Judge, oh, yeah, like, Judge Rinder is uncanny. Yeah. But I was going to say, but yours, I'm so sure, is Darren Brown. Oh, that's a nice one. Do, oh, yeah. do you not oh, think Darren never, Brown? Um, have oh, you met Darren so. Brown? Um, I don't think so. No, I don't think I have met him. I don't think I don't think I've met him casually or anything. Um, I would like to meet him. He seems like a lovely man. So um, you get Judge Rinder as well the whole time. Yeah, but I think well, it's but it's people go. Oh, there's a gay man who's um, who's judging people. Who's judging people? <laughs> oh, and they go like, "Oh my god!" Like, it I did must get, be Rinder. I got fed up with it after. I don't really respond to anything negative. I have a rule that I try not to respond to anything mm. negative on Twitter. I rarely do. What well, gives so, them? A, gives them? It highlights it. Well, I think yeah. when you realise that that's why people put negative yeah, things on Twitter, yeah. they just want to get a rise out of you. Yeah. And if you go, "Oh, well, I'm not going to respond to that," you're clearly just trying to get a response from me. Then it just all loses its power, and you go, "Oh, I'm fine." And you yeah. don't because the other the other thing is, if you respond, then you have to then deal with the fallout from that for at least the rest of the day and that's a day lost I think I people just used to do that to me not for a response they just generally just didn't like me no you think that <laughs> people like you Jamie don't be daft but um, they not but everyone not, not but well, I don't care, I don't you can't care what, all the people all the time I don't care what everyone else says about you I like you <laughs> people put that on Twitter and that's a very like roundabout way of going like they think they're being clever because they, they want you to go what do you mean because yeah. um, <laughs> you get a bit shy and a bit like offended oh but like, what do you mean yeah you, like you me? go like yeah it's like or people be like well I'm I mean, I absolutely love you. I can't believe the whole of my family like tut and roll their eyes whenever you come on the screen. But I think you're great. And I'm like, you didn't need to put that other bit. But, you know, they've done that because they want me to be like, well, blah, blah, blah. Well, I like you a lot then because you stick up for me. So in the end, they were like, oh, my God, is Judge Rinder your brother? And I went and I just ended up responding going, no, not all gay people are related. Because I know that, like, maybe there are some similarities with us, but I don't think we're really that similar. And if we weren't both, if we weren't both, if we weren't both, uh, gay men I don't think they'd be Do you know any gay people Who are related No none of us are related Yeah That's the great thing yeah. None of <laughs> uh, Hey Tom Also we've got to have Hey Francis We need to have the answer To the question Hey Francis oh, And my diary The answer is Minerva Mouse Oh Minerva, Minerva Lovely name Why aren't they more Minervas Minerva Tom oh, you Minerva. can now go away With that piece of information And tell everyone I will Well I won't need to Everyone's going to listen To this podcast <laughs> That's, That's true so Everyone true. listens to it Right Francis We need to have and your diary 75 year olds <laughs> <laughs> You're just sitting back Who know they, that anyway Because they remember Minnie Mouse starting It is true All of them They finish the archers And they switch over To private parts And it's just <laughs> Alright I wish I listened To the archers <laughs> I wish I could get into it Does anyone listen to it still Oh my mum Yeah of it. course really? It's one of the most, most Listened to things On the radio Whenever they change it Whenever there's any, anything Like there's the country's Up in arms about yeah, it Yeah 
Jamie thought it was a real place. <laughs> What's Why it? can't I just go to the Ambridge? <laughs> oh. I want to go to the set. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just a box of leaves yeah. and uh, and a tiny door somewhere in. Uh, they do it in Wales now, actually. They, they used to do, do it Wales? in uh, Maida Vale, I think, but now they do it in Cardiff. Right, Francis, let's have your All diary. Right. Monday, the 19th of November. Good start. Good day. Dear diary, I find it so strange how everyone immediately removes their Remembrance Day poppies on November 12th. As if to say, well, that's enough of that malarkey. (laughs) True. It's very true. That's strange. And then we occasionally see someone wearing them one at the end of November and we'll notice and we'll think it's strange. As if, as a nation, we're all saying, no, no, they've had their moment. It's about time we all forgot about them and what they did to secure our futures for another year. (laughs) It's actually so true. true. It's so so true. true. Bit of observational. Well, a lovely bit of observational, yeah. Yeah, observational. <laughs> Tuesday, the twentieth of November. Katie was baking some cookies today, and she had all her ingredients. She has all her ingredients in separate jars, separated into, into jars. Was she wearing what outfit? Was she wearing? Was she being? <laughs> she was wearing a she's <laughs> sexy cleaners <laughs> outfit. <laughs> <laughs> she's dressed as a lorry driver. <laughs> she, <laughs> so she has all her. <laughs> <laughs> she was dressed as uh, one of those delivery drivers, one of them, one of those people what? who delivers from their car, not from a van. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> like a UPS? A UPS? Don't think about that. Like. In that beige outfit. <laughs> <laughs> She was dressed as a cashier in Lloyd's Bank. She was she was she was dressed yeah as a as a UPS officer. UPS officer. Yeah, to make it more sexy, an officer. Hello, UPS officer. She was dressed as sexy middle middle management. Yeah, that really does it for me. Yeah, she has all her ingredients separated into jars in a filing system of sorts. Which she then mixes into a bowl on a scale, on a weighing oh. scale. <clears throat> but sometimes she adds too much of something and has to carefully scoop out the excess back into the jar. But inevitably, mm. there will always this be observational mm. comedy again. This observation. But inevitably, there will be some other ingredients uh, mm. in her reparatory scoops. So basically, it, she is slowly. Ooh, use of re- reparatory or preparatory? Reparatory. Like removing the excess Oh, that okay Yeah, great So basically, she's just slowly mixing the ingredients In the tops of the ingredient jars So I suppose one day we'll all wake up And we'll just have loads of jars of peanut butter cookie mix (laughs) True (laughs) Mathematically true Yeah. (laughs) One day we'll all wake up (laughs) Oh my god, there's peanut butter mix in all these jars (laughs) Katie, what have you done? (laughs) Uh, Let's have a party (laughs) Peanut butter party Wednesday the 21st of November. <clears throat> Sometimes I catch myself speaking to dogs like they're real people. I'll say things like, Buddy, do you make it to your appointment at the vet this morning? That's it. That's nice. Is that, is that what you do? Yeah. That's buddy. quite sweet. Is, is the dog called Buddy or do you just call buddy, the dogs Buddy? Dog. Yeah. Oh. Buddy. That's quite sweet how you talk to them. Like, Francis loves animals and he just talks to them. Oh, mm. like Dr. Doolittle. Yeah, hey, or St. Francis of Assisi, maybe. Hey, oh, yes, yeah. so you're named after. Friend to the animals. Hey, Tom, yes. I know you have to run off now, buddy, so I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. I've had such a lovely time. We had. I, I don't I'm know what I've s- talked about. I think I've talked, probably talked a load of nonsense, but I've I'm had a lovely time. I'm just so chuffed you came on. I think the best thing that we found about that is that I like the bit that we were saying... Gene Hackman said it before he died, and it's still true. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that about anybody alive. Yeah. Well, you know what, before he died. Do you know what yeah. Tom Allen said before he died? <laughs> before before Jamie died, he was an anal fisher. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey Tom, thank you so much for coming on. Do Pleasure. Pleasure. Follow much. you on Instagram. At Tom oh, Allen. feel free, Tom indeed. Yes, I and, am. And you on Bake of all these kind of things. Hey, dude, what we like to do at the end of the podcast is mm. leave our guests with something inspirational. Oh, mm. uh, well, I have to say something inspirational. Yeah. Um, okay, well, what I've learned today is um, it doesn't matter how much you mess up your cooking mix. One day, it's going to be peanut butter cookies for everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.